Welcome, MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com. The answer for our faith, uh, receiving our healing today. And this is another case study. Immerse yourself in faith. Immerse yourself in faith. And there came a man named Jairus, and he was official of the synagogue. And he felt that Jesus' feet and began to implore him to come to his house. And for he had an only daughter, about 12 years old. And she, okay, let's move here. And she was dying, but he went, the crowds were uh, pressing against him. And he, a woman had a hemorrhage for 12 years. And we're going to jump down. And your daughter's made behold. You, you, uh, you've been hell. And it says, while he was still speaking, someone came from the house of the synagogue official saying, Your daughter has died. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But when Jesus heard this, he answered him, Do not be afraid any longer. Only believe, and she will be made well. When he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him, except Peter, John, and James, and the girl's father and mother. Now they were all weeping and lamenting for her, but he said, Stop weeping, for she has not died but is asleep. And they began laughing at him, knowing that she had died. He, however, took her by the hand and called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned, and she got up immediately, and he gave orders for something to be given to her to eat. Her parents were amazed, and he instructed them to tell no one what had happened luke 8 41 through 56 your daughter has died do not trouble the teacher anymore your daughter has died do not trouble the teacher anymore you've been sick for so many years don't bother god anymore that's the way he wants you that is your thorn in the side that is your cross to bear that's all the things don't be you know if you want to be healed you got to be aware of the hopelessness you got to be aware of those people who will bring you hopelessness rather than hope some people may say well jeff you're giving people false hope no i'm not giving false hope i'm giving true hope if you have ears to hear and able to take it thump you know like that says clear beware of hopelessness now faith is assurance assurance we want assurance we don't want insurance insurance is only good after something goes wrong we want assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the men of old gained approval. We want God's assurance. Faith brings assurance. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Many people have been sick for a long time, maybe years, maybe decades, and hope deferred has made your heart sick. When your heart is sick, you live in depression, you live in despair, you, you don't see the light of day, you don't see why tomorrow. You need to come out of that because do not... Give yourself to hopelessness. Don't give up. Keep bothering the teacher. Keep going to the Lord. Keep getting into the Word of God to see what God has to say about healing for you today. He did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the girl's father and mother. Surround yourself with believers. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree... Firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, his leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. we got to be out of believers. we got to put unbelief out of us. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of things about unbelief. you got to quit listening to these late-night TV hosts. I mean, there's a lot of accounts of the wicked, the seed of scoffers, mocking us. I've seen, you know, I've seen one late-night talk host just really mock Christianity, mock Jesus, mock the birth of Jesus this last Christmas. You can't be around and listen to that kind of stuff and expect to have the faith that only comes through through the word that comes to Jesus Christ. You've got to put yourself away from the counsel of the wicked. You've got to put yourself away from those people who scoff and that healing's not for today. You've got to delight in the law of the Lord. You've got to meditate on his healing day and night. You need to be a 
tree firmly planted by streams of water. I call it a spiritual IV. When people haven't been with the Lord for a while, I said, you need to put that spiritual IV and you dehydrate it. You need to be hydrated. So get in the Word of God. Put on music, you know, uh, Christian music, uh, worship music. Put in the Word of God, the, the Bible on tape, or listen to messages like this. Put in that spiritual IV. You need to be hydrated and stay away from the scoffer. Stay away from the wicked. And then it's yield fruit in season. How you know how quick are you going to get healed? How quick depends if you stay how firmly you're planted. And its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. Now they were all weeping and lamenting for her, but he said, "Stop weeping, for she did not, for she has not died, but is asleep." So stop weeping, stop crying about your situation. I know how it's difficult. Been there, done that, done the wrong thing. Fixing her eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So fix your eyes on Jesus. That's what it says. Fixing her eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Jesus was on the cross. You talk about feeling pain, talk about feeling sickness. You got head pains, you got neck pains, you got shoulder pains, you got foot pains. You, every bit of his body was crying out and in pain. There wasn't a single pain that God didn't experience himself upon that cross. So fix your eyes on Jesus because Jesus fixed himself um, on, on the joy set before him beyond the cross. And look for the joy set before you. You need to set the joy for you. When you've been sick for a long time, it's really hard to see how tomorrow is going to be any better. You're just trying to get through the day. And there is a you know an idea just you know living one day at a time. Even Jesus talked about it. But we need to have joy or have hope for tomorrow. Faith is things hoped for. We have faith today to make it through the day, but we've got to have hope for tomorrow. That's one reason a lot of people are not healed because they have no faith because they have no hope for tomorrow. Faith is things hoped for. If you have no not hoping for anything, it, there's some people that have been so sick that well, even though I am healed, all my money's gone to the doctors, so I'm broke. Even if I am healed, I lost all my friends because I've been sick for so long, I'm going to have to start over. So they don't even have any hope. So they don't have any faith because faith is things hoped for. So you got to look for the joy set before you, even if it's only Jesus, even if it's only eternal life. And have an expectation. Have an expectation that tomorrow is going to be a better day. Tomorrow is going to be a day of healing. Stop weeping, for she has not died, but is asleep. And they began laughing at him, knowing that she had died. Now, this is a big one. This is a kind of big fight, in, even with the church that believes in healing. Now, people may laugh at you. For, for consider your calling, brethren, that they were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, but many, not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world is despised. God has chosen the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are but so that no man may boast. You know, well, you're called to nullify, nullify that sickness. You're called to nullify those things are and confuse the wise. Not only the wise who don't know Christ, but sometimes all of us enter with the wisdom of the world into the church and we don't know that we're being foolish. That we reject the foolish things of God and think that we are wise, especially when it comes to healing or, or, or other things. But we're supposed to nullify that sickness. We're supposed to nullify that disease. We're supposed to nullify those things. So, the, so that the world may know that God is God and we are not. So, so, so asleep or dead. You know, here's again, stop weeping. For she has not died, but is asleep. So Jesus says she's asleep, but they're saying they know she's dead. So asleep or die. What about you? Are you sick? Are you healed? Are you sick? Are you healed? I know the big fight in the church is, is some people will never say they're sick. You know, they'll be you know, blowing snot everywhere and coughing. And somebody says, well, are you sick? Nope, I'm healed. Well, it all has to do with the attitude. I mean, if you're trying to be something that you're not, you're trying to 
put up a facade of having great faith, and that's one thing. But if you're walking on the truth of God, if you're believing that you're healed, if you're believing that everybody else, that Satan is saying you're sick, that everything in your circumstance is saying you're sick, but you're standing in the word of God just like Jesus stood, she's, she's not dead, she's asleep. Then you can say that I am healed by the blood of Jesus. I am healed. I'm not am and I was healed. I am healed. Therefore, I am healed. I'm not asking you to pray for me. I'm not asking for medication or drugs. I am healed. I'm standing on the truth. Well, people are going to make fun of you if you do that. And other people say, well, how can you? How we're supposed to not look foolish? We're supposed to, you know, how are we going to preach the gospel and teach people about God if we're going to look foolish like that? You know, it's like one minister said, I don't care. I'm sick. I don't care how foolish I am. I'm going to get well. I don't care what people think of me. I'm going to get well because I cannot do the work of the ministry unless, you know, to the to the fullness, to the effectiveness that I want to if I am sick. So who cares? Who cares what people are thinking about you? Reach them after you're healed. People glorify God when they're healed. When people see you, you know, you see, look at you going, well, that person's dead. Whoa, that person's alive. Well, that person's sick. Whoa, that person's healed. Forget them. Call themselves you're healed. You know, you don't need to be obnoxious out there and, and try to be seen by man. You don't need to be seen by man to you know to receive your healing, but you need to stand stand strong in your heart, declaring that you're that you're not sick, but you, that you're healed. Calling those things out that are not as if they are means calling out you, that you're healed. I know a lot of people have problems with that verse. You know, so only God's supposed to do that. We're made in His image and His likeness. We're calling those things out. He put the word in our mouth. God put the word in the mouth of prophets all the time in Old Testament. He puts the words in our mouth. He put the words in our mouth. We're supposed to speak them out. So I don't know what your deal with that is, but we're supposed to call those things out so that we're healed. So who cares what you look by, look like by other people? You want to remain sick? Now, I'm not saying if you need healing, because if I'm sick, I'm going to go ask somebody, will you believe with me, you know, about receiving my complete healing? And so I'm not talking about being, you know, weird or strange, but you will be weird and strange. I mean, we live in a society now that says, you know, we're just going to be too weird. You know what? We need to be different from the world. We need to be so different that it's night and day. And so people are just really just afraid to be persecuted. They're really afraid to be made fun of for Jesus' sake is really what it comes down to. So I'm going to move on to something else here. Number five, uh, he, however, took her by the hand. Jesus took this little girl by the hand while she was sleeping. God, God, grab hold of the promises of God for healing. But as God is faithful, our word to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Christ Jesus, who is preached among us, among you by us, by men uh, and Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but it is yes in him. For as many are the promises of God in him. There are yes, therefore, also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. Does God want to heal you? Is God willing to heal you? Yes, amen, in Christ Jesus. You've got to take it by the hand. You've got to take the word of God by the hand. Let the word of God take hold of you. Many times I'm reading, reading the word, and I'm just reading, and I'm just not connecting. And all of a sudden, the word of God takes a hold of me. It takes it, grabs me, brings me in deeper, brings me in further. All the stuff on the outside seems to dissipate, go away, because the word of God reaches out of scripture and grabs me and takes a hold of me. But what, that, that wouldn't happen unless I first take hold of the word of God. Child, arise in her spirit return and she got up immediately you got to talk to yourself when you're sick you got to talk to yourself my tears have been my food day and night where they say to me all day long where is your god these things i remember and i pour up my soul within me for i used to go along with the throng and lead them in the procession to the house of god with the voice of joy and thanksgiving a multitude of keeping festival why are you on the spirit of my soul why have you become disturbed within me hope in god for i shall again praise him for the help of his presence now david did this you know greatly david always 
poured out a soul and you know, how pitiful and how bad the situation is, but he always ended on how faithful and how good God is. So if you just need to let it out and remember, you know, how it used to be, how you're able to run to the fields and how you're able to do all these things that you can't do now, don't stop there. Remember those things, but don't stop there. Go and believe in that God can return you to a health where you can do those things again. Talk to yourself. Said, so why are you so down with yourself? Don't you know we're about to get healed? Don't you know I'm receiving this healing in this body? Don't you know we are once again going to be able to go to the house of the Lord? Don't you know that once again we're going to be able to sing the high notes in church? Don't you want to know we're going to be able to give? Don't you want to know that I'm going to be able to walk with my children, walk with my grandchildren, and throw them up and catch them or whatever that you need? you got to talk to yourself. Don't just remember your past when the good old days, because the good old days... Well, I'm not even going to that. But the, the better days are ahead of you, not behind you. So talk to yourself. Talk to yourself, mydearbrother.com and mydearsister.com. Be healed.